everyone welcome to the 12th episode of two friendless friends um i think just as usual before we start let's get some catch-up time with flora hi everyone uh so what's been happening well it's flexi week but by the time this is out it will be end of flexi week but yeah um, i think that's it's good because I honestly really needed that catch up time. Um, I'm I I feel pretty behind on honestly everything, <laughs> but like that's like who uh, who isn't who, who isn't right? Like if you're doing two courses, then like I get it. If you're not like if you're behind and you're only doing two courses, I'm worried for no, you. No, that was me last time. I swear but- I was doing two and I was behind. You were doing two last time? Yeah. I did two psychs. I was doing three. Yeah. Because you were planning on doing two, so I was like, yeah, why not? I'll just do two. Wait, what? I was never planning on doing two. Yeah, you were. No, I was like, I'm just doing three all the time. Oh, wait, is that your plan? I told you I'm overloading. Like three, like three, three, three till grad? Three, 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 and then like probably if, um fourth year i'll slow down because then there's a big project um for com there's a big pro it's like one of the courses is like just a very big project Ah, okay well if i do 333 that means i can and if the courses are offered in all the terms that i want that means that i will be able to graduate that means i'll finish 2023 like term three 2023 but I don't think that'll happen. So probably 2024 term one. But it's okay. Mm. It's okay. What about you? What's what's going on in your life? I mean, like, there's something going on in both our lives that we haven't addressed. The floods. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's been raining oh. so much. Oh, the other day when we were at uni. <laughs> <laughs> I... Okay, so the other day, like last Saturday, we were both at uni for a um for an event, like the med review event. And was it really raining when you arrived? Oh, yeah, it was. It, um I think when I was at when I got to Central, it was really bad, but then when I got to um UNSW High Street stop on the light rail, it was okay enough for me to not have to open my umbrella but I did anyway since it was already wet oh because when I arrived which was a bit later it was pouring buckets it was it was so bad and I and I had to walk the long way because it was literally flooding and I couldn't walk through that pathway and you weren't wearing yeah my shoes shoes were like rain soaked with water because like I don't know, right now, I don't, I have work this afternoon, right? And I have to walk there, and I'm just praying that the rain doesn't get worse. Because if it does, I don't know how I'm going to walk to work. And at least we don't even have it that bad, though. Because, like, around like, the Hawkesbury area, We don't para, have it bad. Imagine, imagine what it would be like for the people that, like... If it's already, like, technically not the worst situation for us, where, like actually the optimal situation yeah imagine what it's like in the worst yeah i mean the thing that's disturbing us the most is just that like 
Well, I guess for my family, it's like we can't um, hang the clothes up. It's just raining. We <laughs> yeah. have to, you know, like it's it's not like the Our worst situation. Yeah. Like, oh, we have to drive carefully. But like there's people who can't. I know like Wasu um, Hawkesbury is closed temporarily because it's been flooded a bit. And um, like there's actual houses that's been flooded and they don't even have a place to sleep. So, I mean, they probably do, yeah. but like they're not sleeping in their homes. So my, the suburb that my dad works in was under evacuation warning. So like which suburb? no one even Wetherill Park. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was on the news last night uh, for warning, but it wasn't evacuation. So, who knows if my, if he's going to just randomly turn up at home halfway through the day because his, where he works, had to close. But it gets better Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, I think it gets better, and then it's raining a bit after that. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think he'll match to this weekend. Yeah. Anyway, so we might actually jump into this episode today, which has nothing to do with rain. Actually, no, before we jump into this episode. You have your question, right? Yes, I have a question. So um, like we do every week, I start off with a question. I'm never emotionally or mentally prepared for your questions, you know. Sometimes they just hit. (laughs) I'm never prepared for the questions. Like, for example. You know them. (laughs) I make up the questions. So this week I made up my own question. But like, I don't, I never really have an answer. And same with this week. I don't know. Like, I do have an answer, but I don't know if I can say it. But anyway, I'll just ask it anyway. Um, so comparing this time exactly uh, like last year. So 23rd of March, 2020. How have you changed? Oh, this time last year was when... Quarantine. Uni was just shutting down and... Yeah, it was. Flexi. Because, like, um, it was, like, flexi and then, like, at the end of flexi, like, most of the lecturers were sending out stuff about yeah. um, some stuff moving online. And then, like, beginning of week seven was when the uni itself was, like, okay, we're shutting down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was, like, peak of... Not peak... It was heading towards the peak. I but think. this was like the start of everything. Yeah, this was when like panic buying and everything really started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this time last year, I was just like, yay, I get to be at home. I don't have to travel to uni because my timetable for the first term of first year was horrible since most of my courses only offered like one slot for certain things and like barely any different options for like tutorial class times and they were all on different days so I was going to uni like four days a week or something because there was this one course that had two tutorials a week oh you had to go just for that one too yeah and it was like and the days that it was offered didn't match the other two tutorials I had to go to. Like, none of them were offered on the same day. And even if they were, the times overlapped. So, like, I was going to uni all the time. And I had 9 a.m.s. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think term one's the last time I ever had a 9 a.m. <laughs> yes. Oh no, I had I did have nine AMs, but like nine AMs at home and nine AMs on campus yeah. are very different things. What time do you wake up to go to uni? Back then? For nine AMs, <laughs> yeah. 
six thirty. Same. <laughs> I was like out of the house by like seven twenty something. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the thing is, I say six thirty, but that was just when the alarm was set, not necessarily uh, okay. when I got out of bed. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting time. I guess what's changed about me is I've gotten lazier. <laughs> Honestly, though, I don't even think you're to blame. Like, everyone has gotten lazier. Everyone's adapted to this new lifestyle of just, like, we've been forced to stay at home for a few months. So everyone's just kind of gotten used to it. You know, like, if if we had the option to go out or do a meeting um, through Zoom, I feel like a lot of people would have opted for the Zoom option. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else changed, though? Uh, uh, probably, like, I'm just not even scared anymore. I'm just done. Like, I'm just straight up done with everything. Um, Be more specific. (laughs) Well, like, I think at the beginning... Well, like, I don't think I particularly was very scared about the pandemic. Because... Full disclosure, I was actually in China when it oh yeah like yeah. started yeah like so the biggest fear for me at that point was because right after I went got back to Macau from China, I got really sick like I I had a fever I had a cold, and um we just found out that there was that disease like at that point it was just like some random sickness like there was nothing really identified about it, but like. We found out about it and we were just like panicking about not really like how serious the disease was because we didn't know back then. Like no information was really released. So we were just like hanging around, hoping hoping that we could get through Hong Kong airport to get to Vietnam because I was meant to fly like two days after, right? Yeah. So like I was just stuck at home that, not at home, my cousin's place. Like, for the entire day, and he had to look after me. Yeah. Um, That was an interesting time. Even if I had coronavirus, I wouldn't know. Oh, right. But, yeah. I think that experience kind of numbed me. (laughs) Because I think that was just the peak of me being scared about it. Because I think that was the closest I got to getting COVID. Plus, yeah, like, being in China would have been scarier yeah and now that like i think back about it like i would have been even more scared if there was more information released probably because like i'm just not familiar with kind of coronaviruses and diseases like in terms of it's just never happened in my lifetime um especially like sars was like what when was it like 2000 and something yeah it was early 2000s um it's just that i never like experienced anything like that and also like even if stuff like that did happen back then the news wasn't as widespread yeah but i don't think that they like if we were to replay that it would have just happened the same because No one really had any information to share out. That's what I believe. Unless they purposely kept it from us. Wasn't there like that thing about China kept SARS quiet 
until it hit Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. Like, it only yeah, really got too. public when it hit Hong Kong, right? I don't really remember. I just remember hearing about, like, I was in the hotel room with my friend Jane, and then I'm pretty sure she got a call from her parents. And uh, I think I also got a, like, around the exact same time, I got a call from my, oh, no, not a call. I got a text from my family. And that's how we found out. But I don't actually remember, like, the news. Because I heard the news from them, not from, like, news sources. I only... I don't yeah. even know who found out first, but it was one of, it was either my cousin or my cousin's friend, but one of them, because we all went to China together, and one of them was like, oh, this happened, and we were, like, scared, because, <laughs> like, we were literally, like, we weren't anywhere near the centre of the outbreak, because we were in Guangzhou, and, like, at that point, I don't think COVID had spread to Guangzhou, but, like, no one really knew, everything was so vague, because at that point, it was just, like, China in general. No, Like, there was no really, like, really big pinpoint. Like, it's only in this area right now. Is Wuhan north? I Central. Uh, it's, like, closer to the middle. Okay. But, um... Yeah. I think there was just a huge lack of information for, like... Especially for people that were okay. just there. So, like, all um. we knew was <laughs> it was in China and we were just in China, honestly. And, I don't know, at the same time, oh, let me tell you a funny story. I don't think it's funny, it's kind of, like, concerning, but, um, I was flying, when I was flying back to Australia, it was, like, end of January, so at that point, um, like, there was all the cancelled flights to and from China, if you remember that, and, uh, people were starting to wear masks in the airports and yeah so we i was wearing a mask too because like who knows because i was um transiting in hong kong who knows what where other people have been you know like because it's like everyone's transferring there and we were wearing masks we had a few extras in my bag we literally had n95 masks too i don't know why my cousin bought those yeah and every time i say cousin it sounds like i'm referring to the same person but it's not i have 22 cousins but um basically we got on the plane back from hong kong back to sydney right and the thing is everyone was wearing masks there was even these two girls that were wearing raincoats. See, but now that you say the story... Um, sorry, I know you haven't finished, but, like, when you say that, it's, like, not weird at all. Like, oh, people wearing masks. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not weird, but at that point, like... No, wearing masks, I feel like it was pretty normal because while I was in Vietnam, like, people yeah. were wearing masks too. People normally wear masks. Um, but... The raincoat was Oh, wait, I thought they were wearing it because me. of, um... Because I'm, like... Like, rain... Oh, wait, it's in the airport. Was it raining outside? It's, it was on the plane. Oh, on the... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there were just... These two girls walking around wearing raincoats. They're just being safe, you know? Better safe than sorry, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, at that point, no one knew. Yeah. It was, like... And there were like there was mixed information coming out. People saying that like, oh no, it's not transferred like human to human. Some like sources were saying, oh, it's human to human transfer. Oh yeah, yeah. There was so much uh, 
information that just contradicted with one another. Yeah, so, like, at that point, we were just like, oh, do you do you? Like, we don't know anything. Yeah. We're just wearing the mask because we were told that we should. Um, but basically, the thing is, mm-hmm. we were on that plane for, like, eight hours, right? The moment everyone got off in Sydney, they took off their masks. Oh, like, Sydney Airport? Like... Literally, you know the bridge thingy that you get off? People were taking off their masks there. And I'm like, bro, like, it's not like you're far enough from other people to not True. catch it if it's, like, human-to-human transmission. <laughs> and, like, you were literally with these people for eight hours and you decided to wear a mask then. But what what's the difference that, like, just because you land on the ground in Australia, then coronavirus is gone? <laughs> Like, I found that kind of funny. Yeah, but people in Australia didn't really take it seriously. As in, like, compared to Asian countries. Because, like, even in Asia, like, wearing masks is a very normal thing, right? Like, when you're sick, when you're sniffling, you just wear a mask. It's like, no, not even sick. It's just wear it because the pollution and the air quality is so bad. Like, it's bad for your skin, so people wear masks all the time. But... It's just funny because, like, you were on the same plane with those people for eight hours, but they decided to wear a mask, and then the moment you land in Sydney, they decide to not wear a mask when you're still, like, stuck in big crowds with them. Yeah. Because... I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, so we might just quickly... I might just answer that question for myself, too, and then we'll get into the actual topic, which you guys should know by the title. It's about racism, because that's a big topic that's been going around the media lately. But uh, so a year ago, the start of... I mean, I don't exactly remember like the date, but I know that around this time, I think it was really bad for me. Um, because it was the start of quarantine and I, I was really like, like extremely extroverted back then and I needed to talk to people and it was just really bad that I couldn't have like, like I couldn't see people. And I remember feeling the exact same thing even after HSC when I didn't get to see that many people as often. I was like, oh, I need to see. Everyone like split up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was that, and then there was a few things about... I, I think there was like some like family stuff because I was stuck at home all the time. I was like, I don't want to do this. Um, and then I realized... I didn't realize this before quarantine, but I used to just go to the library to... Oh, this is so deep. <laughs> I used to just go to the library just to like escape. It's not that bad. I was just dramatic. Like, just to not be at home. Yeah. Um, so... And I was like, oh, I can't go to the library. This is sad. And then um, I think, I mean, I don't know if it was like 23rd of March, but definitely like 28th and 27th, I was like, hmm, I don't like this. Uh, Did it all get better on the 29th? <laughs> it did actually. No, I think it, I'm pretty sure it got better like 28th, um, like around midnight time. <laughs> no, like actually though, because no, okay, not even midnight. Like I'm pretty sure it was like 10 p.m. on the 28th. I love because this. because like I'm pretty sure you can guess. Yeah. I don't know if you can oh, guess. I, but know, I way, know what happened. If you can't Wait, guess, I, know, I just won't. Know. I know. 
<laughs> what happened? <laughs> Let's not mention it here. I don't think you want me to t- say it here. But wait, just oh no, I, I don't actually uh, mind. But like, just like give like slight um, details. Happy birthday. Oh yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't exactly yeah. like a yeah, birthday. It yeah. was just like talking. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, that was what I was trying to refer to. But yeah. yeah. But over time, like a year later, I would say that from 2020 to 2021, I've definitely gone through some character development and I've definitely changed a lot. You met me. Yeah. And I've made you um, spend money because <laughs> of my shopping habits. Oh, yeah. We both bought like a $90 bag the hey, other day. It was $13 cash back. So technically it was like nearly it was like 80 something under 85 okay true fine um anyway so like i feel like (laughs) over the year i've become i've become more um in touch with my feelings i think so i think that's a good thing Mm. and i've also appreciated learning a lot more which is a weird thing to like say i guess for like oh how have you changed uh but i don't know like i definitely have gone through the some changes i mean even just for me like my one big change is my style has changed a lot like fashion style yeah oh um oh actually say like i mean clearly i have so many new clothes that i'm not wearing because i bought them big before and I just never had the chance to wear it. And now, like, I'm trying to sell it at a really low price compared to what I bought it for. But I don't know how that's going to work. Actually, I don't even think my fashion sense has changed. It's more that I don't have the opportunity to wear those clothes. Because I used to wear, like, um, very revealing in the top half clothes during, like, I guess parties, whatever, going out. But now that that doesn't really exist anymore in my life, I don't really have the chance to wear it. So it's not that my fashion sense has changed because I'd still wear it. But anyway, um, okay, so now let's actually get into the topic for today, which is all about racism. Now we're going to dive into like the stuff that's been happening in the news recently, as well as like personal events that's happened in our lifetime. So um, I should have gotten this up. Oh, yeah. I don't like, have the news articles up. But you heard about that. Um, it was in America somewhere. I forgot where. Atlanta, I think. Um, the grandma? Is that what you're referring to? Um, like the grandma? Yeah, so there was um, a video that was released of this um, Asian... Oh, San Francisco. Oh, yes. So um, it was... It was uh, it was a hate crime. So the grandma was, um, I forgot what happened at the start, but then she like fought back. Uh, wait, I found the article. So it was a 76 year old Asian woman was attacked by a stranger and f- she fought back with a wooden board. So she was waiting at a traffic light when a man punched her in the left eye in a completely unprovoked assault. Yeah, yeah. And then it uh, resulted in, 
like you can see you can very clearly see like the physical damages yeah and like it, there's a bruising all around her eyes and like around her face and on and, her nose um, oh i don't know if you've read it but i i clicked on the gofundme it was set up by i think John like her Chen. grandsons I don't know John who Chen. it is, but um, nearly nine hundred thousand dollars has been raised. It's so sad because she's a cancer survivor too, and they were saying like, "Oh, she's left with like PTSD," yeah. which is, I guess, not surprising. And she has also had diabetes for over ten years now. Yeah. And the thing is, um, in America the health system is so much more yeah. expensive than it is in Australia. Because, like, we get free health care because we're Australian citizens, but it's not the same in America. Yeah. So that's really sad. And I read it, and then I just... I was like, okay, I don't, don't want to cry. And, and then there was <sighs> the Atlanta shooting. Yeah, do you want to go into that? Um, Not... <laughs> I don't really want to... So, like, you know what? Did you see the thing about that police officer? And he said, like, that the shooter just had a bad day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't excuse, like, murder. No. Yeah. Like, having a bad day doesn't excuse He was 21 years old. right i didn't really read about the shooter but i read about that single mother i think you've seen the go uh fun rate go fund me on facebook right um the on subtle asian traits and um there was a single mother and she had two sons who now have to look after each other because how um, old are they their mother passed away and um basically i think the older one is like 17 it's like they're both pretty young they're both younger than us oh this is so sad i feel like i'm gonna cry uh it actually is like like a really serious issue though yeah and i i just can't comprehend how it's like what goes through your mind to make you want to do stuff like that yeah like i like the human brain is somewhat messed up but it's 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 really oh, just bro. like i guess yeah a vietnamese father struck by a hit and run driver is out of coma still in icu suspect still not found in san diego so this is all happening in america i'm pretty sure there's stuff happening in australia too oh i don't know if you remember but um at the start of uh like when coronavirus was a thing there was that grandpa that uh was i think he was having like some oh uh, it, was in, it was on like uh, in chinatown chinatown yeah and people he was ha- he had a heart attack or something yeah and then like people just didn't do anything about it didn't call the ambulance because they were like oh he's asian he probably has coronavirus let's not get near him and let's not give him cpr let's not look after him yeah let's not give him emergency care oh it was really messed up Ah, i didn't realize how 
this episode with like okay anyway um it it is it's really sad though because that's literally someone's life that could have been saved just by a phone call and I don't know or, or just even like approaching him and asking and and I feel like there was no logic to that either like the the virus doesn't discriminate against races it's not going to say oh you're 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 white i'm not going to come and <laughs> enter i'm just your imagining body. you know the diagram of the coronavirus i'm just imagining it just having a face and being like okay so let's look at let's analyze these people's skin color and we'll choose who to infect based on that but honestly, that's how people, like, that's how humans think. They're like, oh, based on your skin color, I'm going to treat you like this. And that's The exact- question is, where did that logic come from? I don't even know. Because, like, how do you learn so- to hate on a race, though? It's just strange, honestly. I don't understand. <laughs> it's probably just, like, um, because th- it, the place that I grew up, like the school and I'm pretty sure school has like the biggest impact on how you see different cultures and whatever um and learn about cultures but my primary school I guess was pretty uh multicultural anyway to begin with so honestly I never really uh experienced like direct racism I guess but uh like Mm. I think I forgot where I was going with this (laughs) <laughs> I actually forgot but um I think like kids just kind of talk about stereotypes um and like they just pass on jokes that they've heard before you know Asian has um Asians have small eyes and also like on on social media like people just casually make racist jokes um I don't know if you ever remember the scandal about Laura Lee or I don't know if it was a thing that was outside of the beauty community do you know who laura lee i've heard of the name i've i think i've heard about it but i don't remember uh uh, a tweet resurfaced and it was like um one of it was like oh i could blindfold a an asian with a toothpick or was it um flossing thing anyway it was it was something along the lines of that and then another tweet resurfaced about like black people it was uh, like they could run faster from the police if they just pulled up their pants a bit more and like it's just like it's so casually said that it definitely has some kind of influence on the younger kids too the younger audience and they're gonna see that and just say oh like this is funny if 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 someone like her a an influencer someone that big um, is okay to say these kind of things that means like it's okay for me to say it and I think most times honestly it's not even like direct racism like for example these hate crimes those are like extremes right but most times it's about just very subtle um, microaggressions that is often overlooked it's like people make jokes about race like I mean to some extent I don't get that affected by it, but that doesn't mean it's not wrong. Did you ever, this is, I don't know if you want to answer mm-hmm. this, but did you ever 
not like the color of your skin. No. Or want to like change. No. No matter how much hate I've gotten in the past, I'm Vietnamese and I'm proud of it. There's nothing wrong with me. Obviously, yeah. No, I, I like I I agree with that. Like I don't think anyone should and I feel sorry for like people who have to feel the need to go through some kind of change to fit in with the people that they're hanging out with. Um it's also like um why do I have to fit in? Yeah. But I guess like that's not I think that brings up like a whole lot of other stuff with me and uh, my confidence yeah. in myself. Because most people I think would want to fit yeah. in. Part of like my ability to get over the racism that I've experienced was my confidence in just me being me and if you don't accept me, you can just leave. I don't care. Because I, I will continue to be unapologetically me. Wow, I actually said that properly. <laughs> I can never say it properly. Because you went to a school that was predominantly white, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, primary school. Yeah. Like, um, well, like, I'll just outline, like, <laughs> school life for everyone on the internet. So I started out at a school that was predominantly Middle Eastern. Oh, never mind. And then... I moved houses, right? And I went to a school that was predominantly Asian for, like, a few months until I got into OC, and then the school I went to was predominantly white. That, like, that entire area didn't really have that many Asians in it. So it was a... There was a very stark contrast between my classes and every single other class in the school. And, um, do I want to talk about this? You don't have to. I mean, I don't, I'll just put it out on the internet. I don't care anymore. Okay. But basically, um, a lot of the times it was little things. It was a lot of little things that added up in the two years that I was at that school. But basically some kids decided that it was okay to discriminate us based on the fact that we're not like them but it was interesting because at the same time there were asian students in their classes that didn't get any of this hate there was like so there was part of it that was like purely just because we were the oc class was it a thing back then that like it's not cool to be smart i think for them yeah (laughs) like i think there was that mentality that like oh, just because you're smart, like, doesn't mean you belong here. And, like, I think that was also, like, an issue because we all came from different schools to this school instead of, like, how the rest of them all just grew up around the same group of people. Oh, okay, yeah. At the same time. So, like, that definitely contributed to it, but that doesn't excuse the fact that they told us to go back to where we came from. They teased us about our race. Um, there were a lot of issues. It wasn't purely based on race. There was, like, issues because we were OC. But those kids were never punished. And it's... I think it's... It was escalated to the principal, but when the parents were called in, 
nothing happened. Yeah, and I think that at that age, you have to blame the parents for it. The parents like brought up their kids, and if if you're not teaching your child that it's it's wrong, how are they ever going to learn? Well, I guess they will end up learning because they're going to grow up and they're going to be. The thing is, they're either gonna have a reality check when they grow up, or yeah, they just live the rest of their lives as being racist. Yeah. I was going to say stuff that was um, more offensive, but I stopped myself. What is... Okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying not to swear on this podcast. I think I've already done it before, that's but... That's okay. Yeah. That's okay if we swear, I guess. It's not... It's okay. But, yeah, like... And, and I think in primary school, like, in your case, it was really bad because of... Because everyone there was mainly white we were that's that's got the minority definitely yeah i guess like i i remember in my primary school like every time i would be with friends and i had to talk to my parents like call them or something i would be really afraid to like speak cantonese Mm. in front of my friends because it would be like um afraid that people would make fun of us and people this, did. This brings up like, a whole would... other topic for me as well. Oh. Like, you know when your parents speak English? Like, I don't know about your parents, but my parents don't speak. Yeah, like, like broken. It's like bit. broken English. Oh, uh, this is going to make me cry. <laughs> and I used to be so embarrassed by that. Like, I used to correct my yeah. mom when she said stuff. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, why did I do that? Like... Correcting to some extent, but the attitude that I had when I was correcting was yeah. very... No, no, I, I know what I you know. mean, because... And I feel like I don't even blame you, because, like... Yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. And I feel like a lot of immigrant parent um, children... No, immigrant parents' children would have gone through the same thing. Um, and also, like... Oh, what were you... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are you okay? Yes, I am always okay. Um, I... Th- like, this This brings up the topic of, like, immigrant parents. It's not really about racism. Oh, I guess, like, somewhat. But I think that it's so impressive how they... How they were able to move to Australia, right? Because I think... And, like- most, leave everything behind yeah like your entire family behind and in in my parents' case i don't think they had a lot of money to begin with anyway and their their english wasn't even that good so like um to move to a country where you don't even and, and language is probably that one thing that you kind of like communication you need that to kind of get around right like mm. i would never have the guts to like move to china because I don't really know how to speak Mandarin. And so, like, moving to a whole new country where you don't really know the language too well and you don't have that much money to start off with. Like, you have enough, but it's not, like, enough to, like, comfortably just do whatever you want. And I think that's so, um, like, I could never do that. But then again, mm. I think, like, they did that so we could never do that. Like, we didn't have to um, think about doing that. Like, I think it's just 
we can't imagine it because we were never at the point that we felt the need to do something like that. But our parents were. Because I know that in Vietnam, my dad's family was, wasn't was that well off. My mom's was like better, but not by a lot. Yeah. And they weren't, like, it wasn't like they were leaving that much behind in terms of actual wealth. But they were leaving behind kind of everything that they knew and they were going to start off somewhere else. Yeah, and, like, like just having to... I think my mum was 19. Like, she was literally really? my age. Yeah. Whoa. I think my parents were a bit older. Like, uh, it was one year before they had my brother. I need to calculate it, but I don't actually remember what age. But 19 is really, really young. Yeah, my mum was around my age when she came to Australia. So, like, imagine, like, someone like me having to leave everything behind and moving across the world just so that their kids could have a better opportunity. And it's... It's actually really scary. And it's like... Yeah. The reality hit me, like, around these few years because, like, I've been getting closer to the age where my mom was at when she left everything behind. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like... And you're just putting yourself in her shoes, I cannot imagine myself having that kind of ability and, like, just having the resolve that... It's like, I'm going to move with this dude that I've been dating across the world where I have no other family. Because my dad moved here with... Moved here with his family. Only his two sisters stayed in Vietnam. But for my mom, it was literally just her. So you have like a bit of family here, right? Yeah, I do. It's yeah. mostly my dad's family. My mom's family is it's all really in Vietnam. It's really hard to, for us to imagine though. And honestly, I think that's a good thing because that means that what our parents did... Our parents have reached their goal. Yeah, it's like paid off. And honestly, like they had to build a whole life, like a whole new life for themselves and and yeah, like speaking, um, going back to the thing that you said about correcting your parents' English, like, like honestly, I don't think we knew any better, right? Like I did the same thing, and I still do it, like, but not with the same yeah. attitude. I think now we've managed to joke about it because I think my parents have just like, been like, oh, we're like this. I can't really change it that much at this point, and it's gonna stick with us because my dad. When he speaks English, like, my mom speaks English, like, pretty fluently, oh, I'd say. i my mom now. But, or, like, she does have grammatical errors that are, like, normal. I do that too now. I, I don't even speak proper English anymore, honestly. Um, but my dad's English is very interesting. No one can understand <laughs> it. Except for us. It's like, it's like when he says words, he cuts off half of it. <laughs> Like, not even sentence, but, like, words? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's, like, you cannot... There's, like, literally no sounds or, like, it's just completely incorrect (laughs) sounds at the end of the word. Um, You know the brand Breville? Burberry? The Breville. Oh, oh, the... um, um, Yes, yes. Appliances brand. My dad's is Breville. Okay, (laughs) no. But, like, it's it's close enough for you to... uh, 
No, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And I think, but I feel like someone outside of the context. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, I know, I know. Wouldn't understand. Yeah, because yeah. like my parents. But it's also gotten to a point where we just tease him about it. It's like it's really funny now, but back then, when we weren't as comfortable with just being us, yeah, it wasn't like that. And I honestly, uh, like, I I don't think my parents have ever mentioned it before. And I, I've never really asked either, but I'm pretty sure that they probably would have had to go through some kind of, some form of racism when they came here. I just, I just feel like, and I, I, I feel so protective of my parents mm. when it comes to racism, because I just feel like even people in like, you know, adulthood, I feel like a lot of them still carry that mentality fear yeah and like you see that because like those kids at yours um your primary school like their parents just didn't do anything about it right because they were like scared of possible repercussions like oh it's like what if we complain about this does it mean my child might not get into a selective school like if i complain about this would my child get kicked out of this school it was like a lot of that kind of fear. From the Asian parents or the white parents? The Asian parents. Because I think someone can correct me if I don't, I'm not remembering this correctly, but after the fact that we found out that nothing happened, my teacher did tell us, like, if we want this escalated, um, we would have to bring in our parents because our parents' opinion would be respected by the school. But I've, I've, I feel like that's not really but, right. Most parents were, like, scared. Like, if the students are saying that they feel like this is happening, the school should listen. Like, even though they're kids. It's No, it was, like, um, it was the, it's, like, parents' word over teachers' word, in a uh, sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But there was another thing, um, another time. So, in high school, well, I went to one high school in the north that was pretty, like, mixed. And then I moved to another school and that school like basically 99.99 percent asian yeah it's famous honestly but basically you know how we have prefects right wait wait sorry so (laughs) which school are we talking about high school or high school oh okay yeah yeah the one i graduated from okay got it but you know how, like, the school prefects, right? And they usually have somewhat of a social media presence to, like, get announcements to the students and, like, to promote, like, events within the school, right? Uh, yes. So, you know the intro to who your prefects are thingy? The what? Like, you know how, like, the prefects take photos? It's like, oh, oh. introducing your, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, captains, into- introducing your vice captains and stuff, right? I think it was on our senior prefect's picture. There was one random lady that was, like, talking about, oh, wow, like, what an Australian school. Like, um, definitely seeing some diversity here. What? Really? Like, it was something along the lines of, it was, like, I just remember it being slightly sarcastic, like, being, like, oh, this, like, calling us an Australian school. Like, it was, like... She was basically complaining about the lack of white kids in the classes. Honestly, like, that just makes me mad because, like, white pe- 
wait, I don't know. If, no, I'm just going to say it. Like, white people have enough pres- um, representation everywhere you go. Like, you can't throw in white people yeah. and say that's diversity. You throw in the people of color and say that's diversity because white people make up the majority. You throw in the underrepresented people and you call it diversity. Exactly. You all you have <sighs> even it's like even across every single race. Honestly, I don't even believe in like exact evenness in like distribution because like honestly, there's going to be communities, there's going to be groups and it's going to be like that. But it's not about having even numbers of everyone in every single place it's about treating everyone equally regardless of who they are like what their skin color is or where they came from exactly and like it's not like your school discriminated against other races it was literally just do a test if you're smart enough you get in yeah and and what about like being australia like literally like the most We're famous australian school citizens. in australia and we we like we have australian passports we have an australian birth certificate and honestly if it wasn't for what? your school like like what what right like <laughs> like we need we need that school so that we'd look a bit better <laughs> we can't <laughs> okay uh, but anyway yeah that's, but that's... basically some of our students were actually like biting back at her and telling her like what she said was incorrect and like yeah i think some other random people also joined in and then at the end she deleted her comment yeah good so i don't even have receipts anymore yeah. and also like oh we're at 52 minutes um <laughs> i feel like okay personally I don't think I've really gone through, like, direct racism, right? Uh, Like, no one's said to me before, like, go back to your own country. You look to whatever, this, this, this. But have you ever felt scared? Okay, see, I was going to get to that. I See, scared isn't exactly... Like, scared for my own safety, I guess not. But I've always felt like whenever people hear about chinese china they hear like the accent of chinese people speaking in like videos that are playing i feel like people are always laughing at that and it's always little things it's always like asian characters in mainstream media well like now it's less so because i feel like there's a lot more representation but main mainstream TV, movies and stuff have kind of framed Asians to be the funny guy. Like, yes, yeah, some of us are funny, but not all of us are. Like, Asian does not equal funny, so why are you putting every Asian character as the comedian, the one that's laughed at all the time? I always feel like or Asians... the nerd. Yeah, okay, I was gonna say that. Like, the, the really, really smart nerd person. Yeah. With, like, the thick glasses and, like, dresses very, like... Oh, yeah. And and, and usually, yeah. in terms of appearance, they look a bit musty. They're always, like, portrayed as, like, a little bit, like, smaller. Like, their presence is always, like, smaller. And they have to downplay who they are and stuff like that. But, I mean, like... Yeah. Maybe... There, there are and smart Asians out I mean. there. There's smart people everywhere, like, no matter what race they are. Yeah. But it's not always Asians. So, like, why is it that 
Asians are the ones represented. No, this like is that. what I mean before. Like in in uh, movies and shows and on media, Asians are always portrayed through their like stereotypes, and then kids learn that, and then they bring it to school, right? And that's how they really get laughed at. So I guess like it's not just the parents; it's like media as well and Mm. yeah like i i always felt a bit weird no not weird like i guess uncomfortable that people kind of thought like that too and like every time that there would be something about like chinese coming up i would always just like prepare myself for people laughing at it like Mm. yeah I, I can't really remember i just remember talking about it um to my friends during camp and i don't think they really understood where i was coming from and i don't know if it was like just me in my mind thinking that or if it was actually happening but i do feel like people a lot of times did make fun of chinese people and it was always like about the accent you know um there would be like I don't even want to say it, so I'm not going to say it. But they'd, like, you know, say, like, names, and it would always be said in a joking way, right? And I think that every time they said it in a joking way, it was considered okay by the other kids, too, because it's like, oh, at least they're not being serious about it. They're just joking about it. But that probably has a worse impact than saying it directly, because when you say it's a joke, it, it happens so often that everyone just kind of becomes numb to it and it's just like, okay, this is the normal now. And it's also like you personally think it's normal for you to be treated like that. Yeah, and that's... And it's not just about like how it's being normalised that like other people do that to you. It's like it's being normalised that Asians will be treated like that in society and we just have to accept that, which shouldn't be true. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Were your parents ever scared to go out when um, coronavirus hit? Like, in terms of being attacked? Oh, uh, I think my mum mentioned it once before. But I I think they were just more scared about the actual disease, not the racism part of it. I don't think my parents were, like, that scared about the disease because there were no hotspots near me. But um, my mum did mention quite a few times that she was scared about, like, uh, being hit when she was out because she was Asian. And that at that point, like, masks were mostly used by the Asian community, not really the, like, non-Asian community. Yeah, and it's like that little thing again where people would yeah. just laugh at it because... And I'll laugh at you when you get coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh- no, it's Sorry, like you were talking to like, me. Oh no, no, but it's like it was a basic method of protection from coronavirus. It was the way that we knew to protect ourselves. So why should we be hit by it? Like why should we be hit because of that? It's messed up. It's like I think the moment that the mask mandate came in recently, my mom was like, "Ha, huh, now." you have to do it too. It's not just because we are Asian, we do it. 
Yeah, but speaking of that, like, even now, I feel like people don't wear masks on the train. Yeah, most people don't. And I kind of get it because, like, we haven't had cases in so long except for that one security guard. But I know... he never spread around? No, yeah, there was no spread. Oh, okay. I feel like I don't keep up, but yes. But now that, like, vaccines are rolling out, it's very easy for, like, someone to be asymptomatic because... You know how, like, it doesn't stop you from transmitting the disease. It just stops you from getting sick. Right, yes. Yeah, so, like, there is that risk. And I think it's probably because of that that they're not removing the mask mandate. Yeah. Yeah, the moment that they were like that, I was like, ha, it's not just an Asian thing now. And uh, because it's kind of getting around the one-hour mark, I wanted to mention one more thing before we kind of wrap up, which was, like, I think... When I was younger, well, oh, there was, like, Chinese school, right? I don't know if you ever went. Oh, yeah. And, like... Yeah, I went to it for, like, a couple of years. Yeah. And I think, like, because it was different to everyone else around me, I hated learning it, right? I and loved honestly, it. honestly, like, it, now looking... And I remember this very specific conversation I had with my dad. And he was like, oh... You know, in the future, you're going to look back and then you're going to say like, oh, why didn't I stay longer? Which is true now because I I, I barely can speak Mandarin. And, but it was like back then, I just wanted to fit in. fit in so badly that I kind of threw away like part of my culture just so I could be like the other people. And, you know, and it goes... um further not just like Chinese school but like even lunches that I brought to school I would hate bringing uh like rice to school just because no one else did that and I was like oh I need to make a sandwich now um but honestly part of the reason was because it was lighter Mm. (laughs) uh but there was like so many things that I just felt that I needed to change just because no one else did that and while a lot of it was to do with race, I do think that it wasn't because that they were being racist. I think it was just like the fact that I just wanted to fit in. You know, like if everyone had an iPhone and I had no phone, I would have wanted to get an iPhone as well, just so I could mm. be like the other people. Except this time it was just like race that or culture that caused the the difference. Yeah, it's sad that, like, so many kids these days still grow up having to feel that way. And I know there was this one TikTok that I saw being shared around, like, across every single platform. But it was about um, this white guy having banh mi. I can't pronounce Vietnamese words properly because I don't speak Vietnamese. Although I am Vietnamese, don't... Yeah, but... um, it was, like, one of the different types. And, like, he was making fun of the name. And um, the response from this Viet girl was, like, you don't get to enjoy our food and our culture while also making fun of it. That's so true, though. Right? It's, like, you know how, like, foul has become so hype? Yeah. And it's, like, no offense, but I've, I've noticed that a lot of people don't actually know how to have foul properly. And at the same time, it's like, you don't get to make fun of our culture while also making parts of our culture, like, 
hype. Oh, yeah. If you know what I mean. And I think... Like, if you're gonna like part of our culture, you have to accept us too. I think that's kind of where, like, cultural appropriation also comes into the conversation. Yeah. Because isn't there the whole, like, appropriation of traditional clothing from like a variety of different asian yes. countries um i don't wait i think i was with you that day in h&m where oh yeah you you said it looked kind of cool and i said i felt uncomfortable yeah, like like yes it does look cool no i i, I know first what you mean moment, but then it's like the first moment you see it it's like it's cool but at the same time it was i don't know how to like tread the line between Oh, this is like a very good way to modernize our culture and also bring like traditional elements of our culture into our modern into modern yeah. fashion. But at the same time, I don't know how to feel about a white person doing that to my I, no, I know what you mean. Because, okay, for um, background context, I don't know how to say it in English. I don't know what, the, like, how, how do people pronounce mm-hmm. Like, it's, 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 Anyway, if you just search up... Just say it in Cantonese and I'll, I'll translate. Okay, K-Pol. Oh, it's like that. Um, There's no English for they it. They say Chi <laughs> They say Chi Pao. <laughs> that's what... I've heard people say it like that. They just say Chi Pao. Like, oh, that sounds so um, ugly. I think the, the pinyin for it is like Q-I-P-A-O. And they just read it like they would in yeah. English. Okay. Any whatever um at least it's not like unless uh, at least they didn't translate at least they it, didn't make up another yeah, name for into it into some like yeah. i don't know i don't think there's a like proper way to but anyway, it's, it, it, anyway if you search up like um chinese traditional dress you'll see what we're talking about and uh in h&m they took that kind of pattern because it's a very distinct pattern right and also a very distinct yes. shape but i don't think they use the shape of it it's like they 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 didn't they didn't use like the traditional shape of it they just used the pattern and chucked it on some clothes that's yeah. all i remember about and it and so that's what kelly was talking about um like the modernizing it and i feel like if i was to just see someone wearing that i would have thought like i don't know if i would have oh, wow like i don't know i it's like very mixed feelings because at the same time it's like Yes, it did look good, and I really liked how it was modernized. I just don't know, like, how I feel about, like, there's going to be people out there buying those clothes without knowing what it means and, like, what value it holds to certain people. Yeah. And there's going to also be people disrespecting the patterns and being like, oh, why don't you just change it into this and stuff like that. Yeah. And honestly, like... I, I think that black people and the black community have it so much worse because there's so many things that they have started and it's just been basically whitewashed. And, like, for example, yeah. wearing weaves and wigs and, like, uh, there's a lot of, like... Well, I, I only know this because of, like... Um, do you know Jackie Aina? No. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, she's like a uh, black YouTuber. But she talks about like how there's also like, um, I forgot how you say it, but like language that the uh, like black people use. Mm. 
Um, and it's just been used by white people now. And it's just like so... It's just been like really normalized. And she was saying like, oh, you know, like there's nothing... It's like... Uh, that's the thing. It's still the same issue of like... I don't know if the... You can't really tell if people are doing it out of respect. Or yeah. like they're just doing it because it seems cool. Because, like, there's going to be people that, be people that, like, admire the culture and would like to kind of, like, just show it off because they like that culture. But then there's also going to be people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it just because it's cool and, like, someone, some influencer did it and stuff like that. I think you're able to tell when people do it out of respect. Like, uh, Jacinda Arden, when she wore the hijab for... Oh, what was it? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I've seen the I saw the news thingy, but I don't remember what it was for. But like, yeah. Oh, I think it was like the bombing in the mosque. Anyway, uh, but like I like that was very clearly out of respect. It's like right? also like when it is sold, like when items are sold, like we saw that dress. Was it a dress or a skirt? I think it was a skirt. Wait, I thought it was a top. No, there was like multiple pieces. Oh, I don't know. I them. remember it being like, multiple pieces with like similar patterns. But it's like when I see that in a store, it's like I can't tell who will buy it and if those people res- will respect it. I, you know, like I don't know. I mean, I think like the creators, they they made it It's like that fine line um, between like oh, what is inspiration and what is plagiarism? Yeah, I guess so. And I don't think you can really tell because obviously if you Only were... the creator will know. Yeah. But like if it was a if it was like a white person creating it, I feel like they would have done it just to capitalize on it. Because Asian culture is becoming so hype now. Like um it's yeah, like, like K pop becoming mainstream feel... has brought Asian culture into the light. Oh yeah, yeah. But then also, like, people people make fun of um, people who like K-pop because it's weird. There's boys wearing makeup. That's not just and a like, K-pop honestly, thing. Just, just, just call yourself a sexist and go home, right? Like, like we don't honestly, need your opinion. Like, one word captures everything. It's like, stop the discrimination. I don't care what it's about. Just stop the discrimination. Like, it's not limited to race. It's not limited to sexuality. It's literally just stop the discrimination. Yeah. And I think um I was watching this interview of uh this this woman. So um and she was talking about uh rights for trans people and the interviewer kept saying like, "Oh, so you're a trans right activist." And they were like, "No, I'm a human rights activist." And I feel like that's so like people don't realize that enough that it's like human rights involves everyone. Yeah. Like, there's no need to like. No matter who say, you are, you should have your basic human rights have to be respected because you're still human. Yeah, and I also think religion plays a part in it. But anyway, I don't know too much about it. I can't really talk about yeah. that part. I don't want to say um, the wrong thing because I don't know too much. Yeah, but um, it's like. Don't be too conservative and traditional if it's hurting 
or if you're like limiting rights off another community that you're not even part of and at the same time be proud of who you are i guess like yeah i guess that's the main lesson that we want everyone to take away it's like regardless of unapologetically you yes you did it again that's actually i had to say it super slowly unapologetically Um, okay anyway it's very it's very hard to say um yeah so we want everyone to know like it's honestly okay to to just unapologetically just be yourself be proud of like the culture that you were brought up in your own skin whatever features that you have because that's what makes you you and yeah don't if, if if you can just resist changing it for anyone else change it for you if you want to change it yeah like Don't it's okay it to change anyone else stuff like um like people who go through uh like botox plastic surgery like it's okay but if if you're just purely changing it just so you can feel more accepted by other people then listen to this podcast again listen to this episode again yeah keep listening so we get the get more views (laughs) um yeah so i think with that we'll just wrap up this episode it's getting quite long um so make sure you like comment and subscribe and then also follow us this um, podcast is also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Leave us a review and also share it with your friends. Share it with anyone that you think needs to hear any of the messages that we have sent out. And with that, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you, and we'll see you guys next week, Sunday at 1pm. like we're recording it right after this. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> manipulating time okay anyway yes uh thank you everyone for watching and we'll see you next week bye bye